your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I should turn that on so I can read the text. If you want to text me or if you want to get a text in to Tim Grinke, the Lacrosse County District Attorney, not the Attorney General. No. <laughs> Uh, we well, a lot of a lot of things. Well, you know what? There's not actually all that much to talk about. There's only like three subjects I want to hit, but I think uh, we could get a lot out of these three subjects. Um, first, uh, we're doing Brad Williams bidding here in the newsroom about Todd Kenthammer, the murder case from two years ago. Was it about uh, the trial? Was it 2017? 2000. Okay, so well, pandemic adds five years, yes, so right. about nine years ago, and um, that was the case in which uh, a, a, a pipe, he, he, what do you want to say? He, he said that a pipe went through the window and killed his wife while driving a pipe that he was, of a crossing vehicle, right? Correct. And the jury convicted him, uh, finding that uh, there was no truck and he killed her himself. Okay, so that, we want to get into that a little bit. There's some, some news there. Um, also, the, the thing that broke... The late Friday, we were we talked about it a little bit. We just didn't have a lot of details, but the the idea that there's a, a an investigation that it looks like the Lacrosse Police and maybe some other entities are doing, and and it has to do. I'm jo- I'm laughing, but it's it's just because of the wording. Uh, it's an extortion case. It deals with uh, somebody being extorted for for how, uh, like hundreds or tens of thousands of dollars, right? It's just. Uh, I don't know. what. How much of this can you talk about, Tim? Not a lot. Uh, that's a, in municipal court, so it's not my case to talk about. So I have not much to say about okay, that. Okay, so I, I won't talk about that specifically. But the idea that a civil uh, a, a community activist in in town, in, in kind of like a an offshoot of this case, like a, a, a bystander, and I wouldn't say innocent, but a bystander, uh, we don't know if they're innocent, and um, essentially was cited for what's called prostitution prohibited. Can can that be soliciting a prostitute? Is that the same thing or not really, Tim? I, yeah, I think it's the same thing. Okay. Because um, when I see prostitute, like I didn't see that anywhere in the in the um, police report, so so I didn't write that. Even though that's something that people can probably understand soliciting a prostitute. Although you like paying for a prostitute would be maybe just an easier way to say that. Um, but yeah, so we could talk about that. And then, um, kind of in dealing with that a little bit is the, uh, the idea that the lacrosse County board wants to, or is, there's discussing, right. And tell me if I get this wrong, discussing the idea of having a, a, a local police oversight board or committee that looks into policing in the whole County. Correct. That's the idea that, uh, came out of the, uh, criminal justice management council last meeting to look into the ability to have a countywide police uh, either advisory or oversight board. And one of those members on the management council is this person that's caught up in prostitution prohibited, I believe. Correct. Um, so there's there's some overlay there. Um, so that, those are some of the things we want to talk about. If you have questions for Tim Grinke, 608-785-7914. If you, we had a, a, essentially a Scott's comment, but Lacrosse County Republican Party Chair Bill Fian uh guest starred in that last Friday in what we'll, we called a Bill's comment, and he talked about this uh, oversight board. So that's some of the things we're going to get into, too. Um, just maybe fact-check that a little bit and um, see where see if, it, if where Bill gets it right and gets it wrong. And uh, But before we get to that, and, and Tim doesn't have to comment on some of this stuff, but uh, 
the I just want to and Brad will talk about it a little bit, but I, I, I he'll give me the old numbers. He'll give you the old numbers that are a couple hours old now. And I just want to make this comment that a lacrosse uh, priest, uh, Father James Altman. Um, it sounds like, well, from his own words and his sermon on Sunday, that he has uh, been asked to step down from the uh, St. James the Less Church on the north side. And the, the one thing I want to bring up is, and he's going to fight it, apparently. He's going to fight it with a lawyer. Um, and the one thing I want to bring up is there's a, a essentially a GoFundMe for, for Altman here to to pay for his lawyer fees. And I, I would say, you know, you know how you get a, a pass? for all the things that you're being asked to resign from is if you take this GoFundMe, which is at now almost $140,000 to pay for lawyers. So these donations keep coming in. They've gone up, uh, I think 30,000 or so dollars in the last three hours as the media picks up on the story. I imagine a lot of people are just donating. I think if Altman goes, you know what, I'm going to take this $140,000 and I'm going to donate it to causes to help poor people in some way or another, kind of like what Jesus would do. I would say if Altman takes $140,000, that's going to go to lawyer fees for him to fight, to be, be remain a priest in lacrosse. And he just shows uh, the, the, the Catholic diocese of lacrosse. Hey, I'm taking this 140 and I'm donating it to, to good causes that the church would uh, feel are good causes as well. Maybe they would. Uh, re- reinstate him or pull their, you know, asking him to resign. Just, just bringing that up. I just wanted to bring point that out. It seems uh, kind of funny that uh, that much money pours into uh, paying for a lawyer. As we got a lawyer in here, <laughs> you feel good about that, Tim? When I say so, that's more than government lawyers make. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into uh, those topics, not the James Altman thing with Lacrosse County District Attorney Tim Grinky. Brad's got to do the news first. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. And if you want to get in here, Lacrosse District Attorney Tim Grinke, it's going to get me. I'm going to say I'm going to say the Attorney General at one not of these that. points. Uh, you're not going to run for not Attorney that. General don't, anytime soon. Uh, nope, don't want that job. Uh, how much different are those two jobs, District Attorney, Attorney General? A lot. Lacrosse very- County DA is just Lacrosse County Attorney General is the whole state and way more political than I need to be. Uh, you ran, uh, yours, yours is an elected position, and it was part of the last election, correct? In November, correct. And nobody, uh, you went unopposed? Correct. Is, is that pretty typical in terms of uh, your, your position maybe throughout the state? Do you pay attention to other races? Oh, yeah, it, it is pretty typical. I mean, there's not a lot of people that honestly want to do the job. I can see why. Uh, but you have to be a lawyer. You have to live in La Crosse County. Uh, you'd have to want to specialize not just in criminal law but prosecution. So the pool is pretty shallow especially in some of the smaller counties there just aren't that many people that want to do all those things um so not very many of them go contested um in terms of so do you just have to be a lawyer or do you have to be a lawyer x amount of years no just any law degree uh from an accredited school and be a resident of the county is the only qualifications for da uh we talk about this with judges too the judges often run unopposed here in the cross county um can anyone just run for judge uh you have to be a lawyer for five years okay and again have to live in the county Okay, and, and so that's that would be it. And, and be, becoming a lawyer—that's you just say that, but that's that's probably pretty difficult. The bar to pass there, right? Well, you, uh, if you graduate from Wisconsin school, you don't even take the bar in Wisconsin. Uh, if you go outside of Wisconsin uh, school, then you have to pass the bar to get into Wisconsin. Uh, it's a four-year undergrad degree and then three years of law school, typically. Okay, and so that's what it takes to be a lawyer. And 
And then once you're a lawyer, it's you say five years. Is there? Can I just be an underling working in yep. a law firm and just, just pushing a, papers, or just having a license for five years? Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's all you need to do. People who uh, who always are yelling that the judges run on a pose, just be a lawyer for five years. Simple, simple. Uh, Tim Grinke says. No, he did. Um, all right. So I, uh, real quick, I want to get the the Ken Hammer thing out of the way. The the, the Ty Ken Hammer. Uh, Convicted of murder. How long is he is he sentenced for? Do you remember? Well, he received a life sentence with the eligibility of release, I think, after 30 years. Okay, and he's the guy, uh, what now, four years ago? Four, four years ago? Uh, the incident was in 2016. The trial yep. was in 2017. Yeah, so four years ago, uh, claimed that a pipe came off a passing truck or a trailer of a truck, went through his car window, passenger, like the front window, right? Like yep. went through windshield. the windshield and killed his wife. Um, and the evidence just didn't speak of that, right? Uh, yeah, the, mostly the autopsy evidence didn't corroborate that. Um, and then there were a number of other things that were in the investigation found that probably weren't true about a story. And then the crime lab helped us kind of figure out what we think happened. And the jury convicted him of first-degree intentional homicide. All right. So he's trying to go through an appeal now to get retried for that? Or how does this work? Right. Uh, shorthand, I'd call it an appeal uh, and kind of avoid getting the weeds. But he's asking the judge... Uh, Birke to give him a new trial because his lawyers were ineffective, uh, arguing that they didn't do certain things like asking for a different county, uh, they didn't call certain experts, and there were some things that they did do that they shouldn't have done, uh, like calling some of the experts that they did call, and uh, so basically alleging that the attorneys were ineffective and he's entitled to a new trial, and the judge will hear arguments on that in august and that's that's probably pretty typical for someone in his position right that's not out of the ordinary to try to get that almost any trial ends up with some appeal and um when you have a trial one of the common ones is the performance of the defense attorney Uh, will he get an appeal you think well he'll automatically be allowed to appeal judge birke's ruling if he loses Uh, if he wins judge birke will be granting new trial um, but if he loses, then yes, he'll appeal to the Court of Appeals. He's automatically entitled to that, and the Court of Appeals will make a decision. If he loses that, he could then try to go to the Supreme Court. And, All right, because uh, you were part of this trial the first time, right? Correct. And would you be part of the second time now? Because Correct. Okay. People across county again. And then you won't be able to talk about it anymore <laughs> until it's over. Right, except other than procedural things and okay. where it goes next. Um, and that's kind of where, where I want to get to with uh, this thing uh, with the, the lacrosse community activist, Keontae Turner, he was part of a he's part of the police report and if it's a long police it's multiple police reports and maybe there's more to it than the 45 pages that i got but essentially somebody is being extorted i think i i, I don't even know if it's a sparta stripper or somebody else is being extorted but in in the midst of all that uh Keontae is being it was cited is that so he just pays a ticket like a speeding ticket so a citation means uh municipal citation would be like a speeding ticket underage drinking ticket um, any municipal ticket that you might get that you go to city hall for, so not a crime. Okay, so this kind of this made news. Uh, a former police officer made made uh, aware of this on Twitter, and um, it kind of made the rounds. It was almost like a Friday news dump. But I, I asked the uh, the police just to open records request on the uh, the number of prostitute soliciting a prostitute. I'm just going to say it like that. A prostitution prohibited. How many of those there have been in since 20 in the last five years essentially? And uh, there were four last year, and there were three of these in 2019, and one in 2018, zero in 2016 and 2017, according to the police. Um, and three of these, uh, whatever, what is it, four, eight, nine, 
three of these nine cases went to municipal court, and the uh, the rest of them, including uh, the the fraud case, but I don't know, like Turner's position in this wouldn't wouldn't have gone to municipal court, right? Because he's he was sent to municipal court. Oh, he was okay. So and then so what is the difference between and the other ones went to circuit court? So is there do we do we understand the charge of prostitution prohibited when when that goes to court when it goes to municipal court versus circuit court? Uh, yeah, so it's one of those crimes like disorderly conduct or shoplifting or uh, trespass to a dwelling that you could either go to municipal court for it or you could go to circuit court, meaning a crime is charged. Uh, the DA's office and the circuit court is involved. So officers usually have discretion whether they send something to one court or the other, and it usually depends on a number of factors, uh, how serious the incident is, a person's history, maybe strength of evidence or level of cooperation. Uh, but there are a number of crimes that also have a municipal ordinance counterpart to it. So it looks like in this situation, there were a number of cases that went to municipal court as tickets and the number went to circuit court as crimes. Yeah. And this is a part of a bigger investigation that seems like, I don't, I don't know if the investigation is over. You're like you probably wouldn't want to draw attention to this if you're trying to get somebody that's extorted somebody for $50,000. Um, because it's not my case, I'm not going to comment much on what's what the case is about or where it's at. Okay. Um, so in, in terms of just being a, be, like him being cited, he's going to challenge this. If you get a prostitution prohibited citation, you could challenge it like you would a speeding ticket, anything like that. Right. You always have uh, the presumption of innocence and he's also presumed innocent until proven guilty. And just like any other ticket, you could uh, pay it. You could negotiate with the attorney to pay a lesser amount or change it to something else, or you could have a trial in municipal court to uh to challenge it and would that go to a jury something like that uh it could in some situations you can pay for a jury um in other situations it can't and it's just in front of the municipal judge um typically where does the citation for that go go and like have you had to deal with that too much well obviously not too much if there's only this many correct not too much it's it's a pretty rare occurrence in lacrosse county there are from time to time we we discover some of it um we're always worried that it might be leading to something bigger like human trafficking um, so we, we don't get a lot of these cases. All right. We're speaking with cross district attorney, Tim Grinke, uh, in, in terms of the, the Turner citation for prostitution prohibited, uh, soliciting a prostitute, uh, that uh, Turner is on the lacrosse County criminal justice management council. So, um, it, the, I, I, you could draw the conclusion that this was brought to the attention of the media because he's on this, because the Lacrosse County Criminal Justice Management Council is looking, I guess, I, I, how do you describe this? They're, they're looking at creating or looking at creating a committee that would then be part of a police oversight board. Is that? Yeah, it sounds like from the Department of Redundancy Department, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the yeah, Criminal Justice Management Council voted at the last meeting to form a committee to investigate um, if we should or what it should look like. Uh, what's called a civilian oversight board or a civilian advisory board. Um, so at this point, other than the vote happening, nothing has happened in terms of what it's going to look like um, or how long it would take or who would be on it. Those are all the questions that still need to be decided, and I think it might take quite a bit of time to yeah, this decide could take, all this. This could take years, right? Uh, theoretically, it could. I know uh, in other cities it has taken years. Um, I, I can see with that many levels of government, uh, we were talking about the city, Councils, county board, village governments, and we're talking about uh, how to s- set up a board, who would be on the board, what kind of powers they would have, how that interrelates with 
police and fire commission, with local councils, with other issues in policing. So there's potentially a lot of hoops to jump through. So I could see it taking some period of time and having people spend quite a bit of time trying to figure out um, how to do all this. Now, when we come, we're, we're talking about having an, a police oversight board, a citizens one. Um, how many police oversight boards does the does law enforcement in the county have? Oh, there's none in La Crosse County right now. The only ones I know about are in Madison, and I believe there's one in I think a smaller county up north. I want to say Barron County. Um, around the nation, they're growing. It's, it's becoming a little bit more of a movement, especially with the last year. And That's all that a news. citizens board, though. That right. like, or just in general, like a like a any kind of oversight, like because oh, the lacrosse, the city police of lacrosse police department has the police and fire commission, right? Correct. Right. So but that's the, just city. Yeah, city has police and fire commission. City of Alaska has a police and fire commission. I believe the village of Holman does. Um, Bangor, West Salem, and Campbell might just have the uh, town councils doing the same thing, and the county just has the county board. Um, the sheriff's being elected, so that's a little bit different. So there's a few police and fire commissions within the county, and others kind of use their their village or town councils for that purpose. Okay, so when we talk about the La Crosse County Sheriff's Department, the La Crosse County Board would essentially be their oversight? Theoretically, yeah. Okay. They would be the boss of the Sheriff's Department. A little different because the sheriff is constitutionally elected, so there's some question about how much authority uh, another elected official would have over that. But... Um, Potentially any complaints would go to the sheriff and maybe the county personnel department, um, maybe the county board, depending on what kind of violation there is. All right. So so essentially there's one. So there's one for the La Crosse Police Department and the La Crosse Sheriff's Department oversight board that we have. And then the Alaska has a police and fire committee. Um, right. Like, But, there's, but, but uh, for example, overseeing the city of La Crosse Police Department there's there's just the commission right there's right. nothing there's no right. other entity correct okay so the and then the the sheriff's department there's one entity overseeing that correct okay and those would you say those entities are more internal versus the county board sounds a little bit external but like the police and fire commission is that more internal or ex, like right that's the difference i guess between the fire commission and what we want to do as a citizen oversight board right so police and fire commission um, they don't handle things for example like budget or you know broader policy issues. They handle pretty much discipline, hiring and firing, and they take recommendations of their chief in determining what to do to people. This board is meant to be a little bit broader than that, not only handling complaints against the police, but also having some input into training uh, in uh, uh, policies and priorities. Um, kind of a two-way street, not just the committee talking to the police about what they like to see, but maybe having the police talk to the committee about how to reach out into other parts of the community. So a little bit broader than the mission of the Police and Fire Commission is the ultimate idea. All right. That's La Crosse County District Attorney Tim Grinke. All right. got to get Scott's comment in the news. Uh, we'll be back after this. All right. Welcome back to La Crosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to ask Tim Grinke about the La Crosse Police Oversight Board, Tim, you're part of the Criminal Justice Management Council, right? Correct. How many people are on that council? You know off the top of your head? 21. 21 people on that council. Um, man, those meetings must take forever because 21 people, is it, or is it more people listening? Uh, no, it, it, we schedule it for an hour and a half each time, and uh, we, we keep it running on the agenda. Um, but, yeah, there's 21 people that uh, sometimes there's a lot of discussion, and sometimes it's more listening or educating ourselves about something. Um, and how, I mean, besides the oversight board, I mean, how many other things are you guys dealing with? Oh, Plenty, probably 10, 20 meetings or committees I'm involved with on some level within the county. 
County. Just uh, the Criminal Justice Management Council is dealing with, um, well, I guess ongoing issues as they come up. Okay. Um, some are more ongoing, like pretrial services. Some are more immediate, like the Police Oversight Board. So, um, do do you have? Do they have a timeline for creating a Citizens Oversight Board on police in the county? Uh, no, the the council just voted last week to start a committee, and I suppose it'll be up to the committee to try to decide how long it might take them. There's there's no timeline been developed yet. Okay, so last last week, uh, well, uh, we'll get into this in a second. There is a phone call. Uh, Kent's calling in, so if you want to put your headphones on, and I'll get Kent on here. Kent, you're on with uh, Tim Grickey and myself. Go ahead, man. Hey, Rick, welcome back for vacation. Uh, Mr. Gerke, I was just going to ask about the Barb Sherhammer case. I worked with Barb at West Salem Schools for quite a long time. She was a lunch lady down there. Yep. There were several several times that she came into work and uh, black and blue eye, blood vessels in her eye popped and all kinds of stuff. And I talked with her once just to ask her what was going on. She really didn't want to talk about it. Would that have anything to do with the case? I mean, if you interviewed people she worked with? Uh, we did interview people that she worked with. I, I would say in any case, but especially this one, if anybody has information that they think might be helpful, you should contact La Crosse County Sheriff's Department. Okay, I'll do that. Rick's got my number, too, there, you know. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot, Ken. All right. Uh, yeah, here's his number if you want. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the, we we talked earlier about the Todd Kendheimer case. It, it sounds like he's going to try to push for an appeal, which is something that's not uncommon, huh? It's natural and and especially yep. if you're facing life in prison, uh, you, you got all nothing but time to to try to figure out how to get out. Right, and the system really should look at what happened, to make sure everything was done right. Um, yep, libertarian guy's got a text here. I'm getting to that one. Uh, I, I you know you're you're on the criminal justice management council. They're looking at creating. You're looking at creating a police oversight, a citizens police oversight board. Do I is that the correct terminology for that? Well, we haven't even decided on the terminology. Some want to say <laughs> advisory board. Some have said oversight board. That's that's another one of the things to even what to call it hasn't even been decided yet. And who to be on, and who would be on it? And who would be on it is um, also to be decided. But you yourself believe that this is a good thing for the county. Uh, yes, I I voted to form this committee because I think there's still a lot to be worked out, and it may be too much for us to to bite off. And if they come back and say it's too much, we or we don't need it, I'd be fine with that. But I think we should at least look into it. Um, I think there are some people that assume that there really aren't any problems. We don't need to look into it. And I think there are some other people that think there are a lot of problems, and I'm probably somewhere in between. I think La Crosse County has really good policing. I think our use of force, uh, the numbers are, are way low, and the ones that are used are pretty minimal. Um, we get very few complaints about the police, but we do get some. So I'd be one of those people that would say, let's see what's out there. If If I'm accurate in my assessment that it's really not, that serious or that often, well, then it's good that we would learn that. If I'm wrong and there's more than I know about, as some people might say, then then good. I think we'd want to know that too. So I think at least to investigate the pros and cons of doing this and then developing a plan, I think it, it's not going to hurt to at least develop the idea and, and see what people think of it. Um, and then, you know, if if we look at our policing and say that, hey, there, there haven't been that many things that, that would necessitate a police oversight a citizens police oversight board still doesn't mean there can't be one. I mean, the, like there, yeah. a lot of people might say if, there, if there's not a pro, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I don't think this is the case there. It's yeah. just, we would have an oversight board of citizens oversight board that might be bored a lot of the time. They, and that board would be, board. 
and that would be good if, if we had zero. But I, I don't think the number is zero right now. There are some people that do say the policing is, is broken. Other people would say, no, it's working fine. Um, and again, I, I think we have a really good law enforcement uh, agencies in La Crosse County, all of them. I think they do a great job at not using excessive force. Um, but I also know that there's also always room for improvement. And so if there is a committee that can help people improve, I say great. And if uh, they're, we're not hearing things right now, maybe it's because we're not listening to the right people. And if some people think that it's, uh, it's broken and needs to be fixed, maybe they'll learn that, that it's not quite as bad as they think. I mean, I don't know what they will find, but I'm all in favor of at least trying to get people together and listen to each other and, and see what they can come up with. How much conversation have you had like directly with both maybe the upper tier of, of the police departments and police, uh, air, police sheriff's offices, uh, the leadership there, and then maybe uh, people that work under the, them. And like, what what are what are their thoughts on on this board being thought about being uh, created? Yeah, I think a lot of the police are skeptical. Um, I think they've had their perception that for the last year, the local police have been blamed for a lot of things that had happened nationally. Um, and I, I, I've told people that I don't think that the things that we see nationally are happening locally. I don't see a lot of unnecessary use of force. I don't see a lot of excessive use of force. Um, but now having said that, I also have uh, friends and coworkers and uh, people in the system that are people of color or people from marginalized groups that say that they have had issues with the police or they know of people who have had issues with the police, but they're afraid to go to the police or afraid to air these things because of uh, fear of retaliation. Um, now, I don't know that there's a lot of that. I don't know how much of it there is. I've certainly not all of them talk to me. And so that's why I'm saying as good as our police are, there's always room for improvement. And if there's people that can come forward through this group to say, here's some things that happened that, that shouldn't have happened, I think even the police chiefs would say, great, I, I didn't know that, and I'm glad I know that because we mm -hmm. want to know if there's officers out there that are not doing the best job that they could do. Uh, the city police, I know, have have put up like a, basically a compliments and complaints page on their uh, on the website. Um, but if people have problems, it would be it would be kind of weird to go, hey, police, I have a problem with how you handled, how you dealt with me. And then even going to someone like, like you, I feel like they might think that you're an arm of the police right. and would be uncomfortable coming to the, the county's district attorney. Sure. Because you kind of sound like police a little bit. Like, why would I tell you sure. you're going to retaliate against me, even though that's not the case? There are some people who go to me because they think I oversee the police, and I tell them that there's very little I can do if there's no crime alleged, but I direct them to either the chief or the sheriff or the police and fire commission, whatever the case may be. And I'm sure there's other people that say they don't want to tell me their story because they don't trust me, and I get that. Mm -hmm. um, well, you do have a mustache. So I do. It's hard to trust. <laughs> um, and they don't trust the police, and so I, I get that. And so they they then, I don't know where they go. I tell them, right. you can go here, you can go there, you can call the state, you can call the attorney general, um, you can call a private lawyer, and I don't know if they were follow up with it or not. But there are people out there, uh, but I'm not going to say there's you know thousands or even hundreds. Right. But there are those people out there that, you know, if they need a place to go to have their voice heard, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, calling something the Citizens Police Oversight Board or something to that with the word citizens in it at least gives the the rest of the citizens maybe a comfort level like, oh, I can go here and not feel like I'm going to be retaliated against. Well, that would be the idea. Uh, Madison, that's what their idea was. There's, there's obviously a gap between policing and some marginalized communities. And the police will tell you that and the communities will tell you that. And there's a lack of trust. I think this is one way to try to rebuild that trust or build that trust if it's ever been there. So people can, again, go to this committee to talk about either problems or, or positive things that that word can get to the police. And the police can also use that group as a sounding board to say, we're thinking about doing this. How would that work in your community? Can you help us with this project, that project? So I see it as 
a possible benefit if it's done right. Um, and again, there's a lot of hoops to go through. I know there's a lot of people that have a certain objections to it that I get, and we may not be able to, to pull it off. But at this point, it's really just forming a committee to investigate that. All right. One of one of the objections comes from La Crosse County Republican Party Chair Bill Fian. If you want to take his his essentially guest column on Wisdom's website last Friday, um, but I was just going to break down a couple of the lines here that Bill writes, and and he he said this over the air last Friday. But the uh, so for first line, La Crosse County's government is moving ahead with creating a police oversight board. True or false? Uh, false. We're moving ahead with a committee to explore that option. They could come back and say no. They could come back and say yes. Here's what it should look like. All right. Second line here. Well, I, I, I might have deleted some of the lines. But uh, the second thing on in his comment, uh, a board, this is a board, a police oversight board, which we don't know it will or won't exist, a police oversight board that won't have any police representation. Uh, and, again, we haven't even made up the formation of the committee, much less the board. But the recommendation was to have – uh, people who are familiar with policing on the board but not active law enforcement, so there aren't conflicts. But retired police, people who have done police trainings, uh, people from either the tech school or some other training facilities, so they, there are people on the board that have some expertise in policing or some experience if they're retired, but not active police thinking that may create too many conflicts for people to hear. Would someone like you be good for this board that hasn't been committed or bad? I, I think bad. Okay. Um, I, again, I, I already have enough and I might have conflicts as well with cases that are going yeah. on or police officers I work with. So I don't think the DA should be part of it either. I think it should be mostly citizen run and uh, maybe people who are on some of the either village boards or county boards as representatives. All right. Uh, we'll keep going with this. Uh, Joe, hold on just a second here. Um, let's see another line here from Bill Fian. Uh This new board will create a whole new county department. Uh, it's not, clear how what department it would be under if it would be so it wouldn't be a whole new county department no it'd be a board created at the county level okay and then with that he goes on to say this county department would have an executive director investigators attorneys analysis analysts and auditors i I think he just got some bad information um and maybe he's looking at madison who they do have an executive director that's a paid position i don't know if i see that happening here um, but i don't think there's been anybody that recommends auditors and lawyers, um, I, I doubt we'd be able to fund something like that. So I, I think he's just getting bad information. All right. And then he goes on to say this, this will no doubt, he says, no doubt cost county taxpayers hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and again, I'm not sure where I got that from. I'm not sure if Madison had that kind of a budget, but I, I don't see anything lacrosse um, being passed that would cost anywhere near that amount of money. Um, lacrosse county residents aren't going to support something that's going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. I can't yeah. believe the county board or any board would either. Yeah, I mean, does the county board itself cost hundreds of thousands of dollars? I, I have no idea, to be honest. I, uh, But I, I can't imagine why it would cost that much. Maybe he's looking at the Madison numbers, but I don't know why it would cost that much. I mean, is there an argument to say that the, the a, a county or a, a citizen's police oversight board could make money if the police were really corrupt and you were uh, winning all kinds of losses? No, probably not, right? It would I, still cost money. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, I think from there he he goes, the people who are running our county government don't see the world like most people. I, I think he's there's there's just an opinion there. I don't – he's just uh, – I, I don't know what he's trying to do there. Um, all right, Joe's calling if you want to throw your headphones back on real quick here. Joe, you're on the air with Tim Grinky. Go ahead, man. Yeah, Grinky, you ought to be ashamed of yourself for even being a part of this. 
as hard work as the cops do and as hard as work as you do down there, I just can't believe you'd even be entertaining this kind of crap. It's just baloney. You've got much better things to do than we're paying you for. Please stop this bull crap. All right. B- baloney, he said. Um, are we paying you for being on the Criminal Justice Management Council? Well, no, I don't get anything paid extra for that. But, um, you know, the opposite of being ashamed, um, I'll have to disagree with. I'm actually kind of proud of the work that we're doing. Um, there are, believe it or not, people in our community that are really in a lot of pain. And they're in a lot of pain from the rest of the community. Uh, they're in pain from feeling like they don't belong. And in some instances, they say they're in pain from some of the things that they've had interactions with police. Now, again, I'm not talking about use of force where people have been killed or people have been shot, but still, it's, they're in a lot of pain. And to say that we can do something here that's not been done a lot of other places and say, as great as the police are and as wonderful as the police officers are, they're not perfect. And I think they would be the first ones to say that. And if we can make it easier for people to point out their problems and ease their pain, I honestly don't know why people are so afraid of that. I really don't. And, and if I'm sorry, Joe, if you think that I should be ashamed of it and I got a lot of work to do, but this is also part of my job is to try to make the community better for everybody, not just the people who feel safe, but for some of the people who feel unsafe. And, uh, I can go on and on about the stories I've heard from people of color in this town that say they've been called racial things and have dealt with discrimination and feel like they don't belong. And all I'm saying is, can we do better? I think we can. And if this helps us do better, I'm all for it. That's Lacrosse County District Attorney Tim Grinke. All right, one more quick break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. All right, we just got a couple minutes here, but number three is calling in. I wanted to get him on uh, with Lacrosse County District Attorney Tim Grinke. Number three, go ahead. You're on the air. Well, for an old white guy, I say we better hire a consultant. This is getting to be pretty high tech. That it? That's it. All right, aren't, isn't isn't that kind of what we're doing? Is the, the you, this is the con, consultation stage of creating this? Pretty much, we're not we're not hiring a consultant, but we have talked to uh, Keith Finley, who is one of the people that created the board in Madison, to give us some advice. And there's this isn't you know being done in a complete vacuum. There is a national organization out there that have helped to start these types of things in their places, and uh, so it, it's not being started from scratch. We are trying to look at what other places have done, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And I'm sure the committee will consider all that in determining what will work here in La Crosse, uh, if anything, um, and if we, what the need is in La Crosse and what type of, uh, what type of activities the board is going to do in La Crosse County. All right, that's La Crosse County District Attorney Tim Grinke. If you want to, if you just caught the end of this conversation, it'll be up on the Wisdom News website a little later tonight. Uh, but I appreciate you coming on with us, Tim. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. And uh, tomorrow, who am I having on? I'm having Keith Knutson, a Viterbo political science professor. We're going to talk a little bit about Palestine, Israel. Tim, did you want to comment on Palestine? Not, not a chance. Not a chance. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody.